Welcome back, folks. It's Locked On Chiefs on the Locked On Podcast Network, and we're going to have some fun today. There's a lot of things kind of hanging out there. We're going to get with our buddy Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com and go over what we need to see, what answers we have to have. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back, Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. How are you, Matt? I'm doing pretty well, Ryan. How about yourself? I'm I'm gearing up. It's like, uh, you know, post-July 4th. It's time now, right? We can see it from here, I think. It's time. What was it, a year ago t- that we're talking right now that uh, Patrick Mahomes signed his record extension? So. right. We are in contract extension season, if that's your thing. So okay. it is for a couple of people out there, and it one is for in a couple particular. of people. <laughs> now, I, I purposely unplugged over the holiday weekend so that I have no news. But there's no news. No, don't worry about that. No, right. Well, we can't <laughs> confirm anything. But how do you feel about like the ramp up? We have now what two weeks? A little over two weeks before quarterbacks get in. Yeah, but um, that doesn't mean safeties get in, does it? No, and the things will be drawn out a little bit more this year because remember, we've got this five day ramp up period and everything. So, um, quarterbacks and rookies will start to report on July 22nd. Um, first day we'll be hearing from anybody is going to be the 23rd. Um, they'll have the rookie minicamp quarterbacks will be participating. And then, uh, 27th is when the veterans are going to re- start reporting and gets the first practice. So the public will be on the 28th. So. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit more of a lead in this year than than you've experienced in years past when you followed training camp. Yeah, it's kind of like pick up and and get going, like, but not full steam. You got that lull almost. I think question number one is: Do they get this thing done with Tyron Matthew? The you know talking honestly before everybody left and and went on their vacations and that kind of thing. The interesting thing for me, and I want your perspective on outside of Tyron and the Chiefs. Uh, there's Jamal Adams out there. There's a number of safeties waiting to get paid, whether it's extensions or new contracts. For me, in my mindset, if I'm the Chiefs, I don't want Jamal Adams to get a contract before Tyron does because I feel like that's going to artificially inflate everything for what they have to do with Matthew. So I would think there's a little immediacy on the part of the organization. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I mean, it, 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 when you get deals like this and, you know, and, and if honestly the Tyreek Hill and Michael Thomas were the same kind of thing, you know, it's, you know, if you're the team, do you want to get the deal done first and kind of set the market and, and be in that position? Or do you want to be reacting? Um, because honestly, I mean, both those players, I mean, yeah, if, if given the situation between Tyron and the chiefs and the fact that I, I think that Tyron will probably leave a little bit of money on the table. I mean, I don't think that he's going to be demanding to be a $20 million a year safety, maybe for a season or two. I mean, maybe we look like on paper we'll see, but I, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think if, if I'm Jamal Adams, I frankly would probably try and get that deal done before Tyron does just because if Tyron does sign below market, then that is going to be kind of reverb around the league a little bit and affect everybody else's deals. Um, conversely, if those deals get done before Tyron does, then yeah, I mean, maybe he can ask for a little bit more. So yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of impetus to get it done. Um, frankly, from both sides to go ahead and get it done quickly. I mean, I think everybody wants it done before the beginning of training camp, certainly before the beginning of the season. Yeah. And, and I get no indication. I mean, once again, I get no indication from either side that, you know, things are askew and that there's no reason that it won't get done. 
And it's just about coming to that that happy medium, right? And like you said, this was the week that Mahomes deal got done. So I'm not putting it out of the possibility. It could definitely be before camp even, especially if they do feel like getting it out of the way helps everyone get it done and move on to preparing for the season. Uh, do you think that we might get a surprise in the next week or two? It's certainly possible. I mean, you know, we're at the point now where every day that it doesn't happen, I'm, all, I'm just a little bit more surprised <laughs> that it's not done yet. Um, this is kind of the threshold. I mean, after you get past the fourth, that's when people start to get a little bit more back to work. Um, you know, it's it's still a little bit of NFL vacation time. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's not like everybody's in the offices and, and pounding away. I mean, at this point, they're still just kind of filtering in. Because remember, I mean, yeah, Mahomes got done at this point, but we were still hadn't had Chris Jones done, didn't have Travis Kelsey done. Those both got done later on. So plenty of time uh, to me. I, I would not even begin to be concerned until you get sep- to September if, if Tyron Matthews is not done. But I think it'll be done well before then. Yeah, I agree. I, I hope for everyone's sake that they can just push it aside and, and concentrate on what they're doing. I want to talk about a couple of other questions in particular. I think we'll do that when we get back. We're going to talk about some of our friends, our sponsors today, folks. And Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to make all your sports action bets. Baseball season through the roof, NBA, NHL, obviously football, even UFC and MMA. Before the next contest, go to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the sporting news, the odds, the bonuses, everything you need to place your action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs at playoffs or even a brand new season. Head over to the website, use your device, and check it out today. You'll receive a 50% bonus on your deposit. That's 50% on top of what you deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and use the promo code LOCKEDON. Let them know that we sent you over there. So, Matt, a lot of questions. I I know there's this Frank Clark thing looming out there. We've talked about that in the past. We don't think that's going to be anything that affects this season, particularly with the court dates and all that. So let's put that aside. but. I've been on this kick about the defense and the way that they're building it and the way things are changing. You're starting to see some other teams. I think even Chris Sims made a comment over the weekend about how the Chiefs are are moving in a slightly different direction, more towards the big bulky front where the four are the guys that they lean on, whether it's Frank or or who's rotating in, et cetera, et cetera. With Chris Jones, and we know he's going to be out at at end quite a bit, not just tackle. But how do you think that these four in particular, with Nadi and Jaron Reed being the, the two guys that I expect to start uh, in the middle, how do you feel that, that sets them up for this season? And can they answer that question of being able to hold up with just the four of them and not having to, to add blitzers, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, that's, that is clearly their goal. I mean, they would love to be able to get pressure with four. And, and that's why, I mean, honestly, the, the Jaron Reed addition is so huge because he is an effective, you know, rusher from the inside. I mean, he, that's that's a skill that he's got. I mean, it's not he's not an empty threat in there. Um, he's really a skilled rusher, and in that case, I mean, you just got one more body to account for. And you're absolutely right. I mean, and look at Tershawn Wharton too. I mean, this is another big mm-hmm. guy inside. Um, and even going back, I mean, you know, even though Colin Saunders hasn't emerged yet, that's another big body. I mean, this has been a few years now that the Chiefs have been looking for mountainous kind of players to be able to put in there to the, where, to the point where, I mean, Derek Nottie's almost a little guy, and Derek Nottie is not a little guy, <laughs> especially if you look at those legs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I they have clearly have been in, in, in a push realizing that 
they need to be able to get a little bit more support on the inside and be a little bit stronger because it's not only just been, you know, as a pass rush. I mean, that's been the weakness of the run defense, too. Um, it's been a point that teams have been able to exploit. You know, you get up the middle and then once you get through a hole, make one guy miss and you're able to rack off six yards, 20 yards, whatever it may be. I mean, that's where the Chiefs have been gashed. And now they're trying to. I, and I think the Chris Jones issue, too, you know, part of it is if you're going to pay a guy like Chris Jones that kind of money, you need him to go after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And where can he best do that? I think that's what the Chiefs are really asking themselves is. Chris Jones, we're paying him to get after the quarterback. Where can we put him? That means he's going to be outside a lot. I mean, he's he's going to rush from the inside. I, I think you're going to see him inside at times too. But that's where you're going to see him a lot because the, when you're putting the money there, that's what you got to do. And if you're paying a guy almost $20 million or $20 million like Chris Jones is making, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to pay guys cheaper on the inside. And honestly, at this point in the NFL, you know what? Bulk is kind of an affordable niche. And because Jerry Reed, I mean, for five million dollars is actually a pretty good bargain. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a little bit of what the Chiefs are looking for is that, you know, they want to be beefier on the inside. They also need to take, you know, advantage of maybe the the market realities of what's affordable. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you know, you got Chris Jones. Now it becomes a more affordable to put that money, you know, and save a little bit of money by by buying what's cheap on the inside. And, you know, guys like Jerron Reed. Derek Naughty, those guys are affordable. And it's like the investments anywhere. If it's a position that isn't as lauded, that isn't as expensive, go ahead and get the best that you can get up at the top of what that position offers and make the most of it. For me, the only question comes back to when you get into teams, and not to harp on the Super Bowl, but teams like Tampa Bay, where the quarterback is so aware of the pass rush that 2.2 seconds is about all you're going to get. I, I only am concerned about... With Chris being out at end, if you don't get that push up the middle, if you don't have effective pass rush from the tackles, it makes it very hard to pressure guys that are getting the ball that release that quickly. Yeah, it does. I mean, and, and that's why, I mean, the, the, you know, the thing about the Chiefs, especially when you've got Steve Spagnuolo as your defensive coordinator, is that, you know, hey, just going four is not going to always be his style. I mean, he is going to blitz, but he's going to be a little bit unpredictable about it. I mean, and that's why I think that, you know, the chiefs have, have gone about trying to build a defense that Steve Spagnuolo likes. And, you know, you look at what he's been effective with in his past. Well, you get a couple of bookend defensive ends that can handle your pass rush. Uh, you know, you get somebody like a Tyron Matthew, you know, that can kind of play everywhere, give you a little bit of blitzing, do you know things a little bit differently. You try and build some sure tacklers at the linebacker position and then honestly, you know, you kind of fill in at cornerback. I mean, in his career, you know, Steve Spagnuolo has never been a guy that's been running with shutdown corners. I mean, he's always kind of built from the inside out. And that's what the Chiefs are kind of doing now. I mean, they're building from the inside out and they're hoping that that strategy is going to work. And, you know, I, I've got no reason to believe it hasn't because, I mean, it has worked for them in the past few years. Yeah. You know, the question is, is it going to bite them at some point? And, you know, at this point, I mean, if you're going to bet against that, I would not bet against that happening with Steve Spagnolo because he just seems to be a guy that makes it work. Yeah. I, the question, the next question comes to me then when you're looking at rotation at the end spot, like you said, Chris is a huge man. Frank Clark is smaller, you know, 260, rumors under 255 at this point. So is Mike Dana. So is Taco Charlton. Like, I think you can see pushing Turk Wharton out to the outside some to get a little bit more girth there. 
But at the end of the day, is this a shift also towards uh, getting a little bit more speedy? Is, is Frank's Clark coming, his weight coming down? Is that an advantage to try to get again in those teams are trying to get the ball fast, being able to at least get a hand up in somebody's face? Yeah, you know, and, and it's interesting you point that out too, because, you know, I mean, honestly, Chris even looks a little bit, you know, slumber than he has been. And, and he's been continuing to slim down his entire career. I mean, there wasn't, wasn't that long ago. It felt like we were talking about Chris Jones being a 310, 320 guy. And honestly, now, I mean, I think he's probably consistently in the 280s. And, you know, and he's just, he's been, just been working on getting rid of that baby fat that he's had ever since he came into the league. And it's been a battle, but it is one that he's been winning. But you're right. I mean, you know, to me, what the Chiefs, especially when you look at, you know, bringing in, you know, Kando, uh, you know, as a rookie, I mean, he fits that kind of that same model. What the Chiefs are looking for is guys on the edge with speed and, and ability to bend around the edge. They're not looking for power rushers. I mean, Jones has got a little bit of that. So maybe that's what he brings a little bit, mm-hmm. but you're right. I mean, otherwise, you know, what they're, they're looking for is, I think to bring in that bulk on the inside, you know, try and take up tackles, try and take up blocks rather and create those one-on-one situations on the outside where they then have got some guys who have got some bend, who've got some speed, who can win those matchups. And that's what they're trying to do. Now I mean, we're going to see if it works. Yeah. Cause I mean, teams are going to try and counter that as much as they can and, and try and slow those guys down. So the Chiefs are probably going to see a lot more play action. They're probably going to see some, you know, a lot more teams trying to establish the run, take those guys out throw the ball at them. I mean, they're going to do some things, especially to get Chris Jones uncomfortable, trying to throw the ball in his direction to get him, you know, covering some guys. I mean, that's what she should expect. There will be options run to Chris Jones. Just there be will prepared, be everyone. <laughs> well, there are other things and we have to get into more questions, more what ifs on the other side of the ball. We'll do that coming up next. And I want to tell you about our friends and sponsors, rockauto.com, where they can save you not only money, but time. And time might be the more important because it takes time to go to a store and find out what they have in stock, see if it fits your make, model, car, truck, whatever it is. You can go to rockauto.com and save both time and money. It's important. Why choose to spend 50 or 100% more plus lose time when you go to a physical store? You can go to rockauto.com and get it all at one time. Rock Auto is a family business, and they've been doing this for 20 years. They make things easy, and their prices are reliably low, and they're for everybody, whether it's a professional or a keep-it-up-your-do-it-yourself kind of guy like me. Um, my truck keeps running because of things like rockauto.com. I want you to check that out because they have everything from brake parts all the way up to air filters and everything else that you may need for your car or truck. Go there, explore their website. Check it out. I think you guys will really enjoy it. And at the end of the day, it's about saving you that time and money. So rockauto.com right now, get the the parts that are available for your car. Right in locked on when they have that little, how did you hear about us box? Let them know that we sent you. Uh, Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Now we tell you about Built Bar because we enjoy them so much with all the protein, 17 to 18 grams per bar, low calories in the 130 to 180 range, really low sugar and net carbs. That's all good. But now they have something on top of it. And that's a brand new flavor that's only available this week. It is the grasshopper cookie flavored. You've seen me throwing a few of those around on camera because we got a sneak peek at them and I love them. If you're into the, the Thin Mint Girl Scout cookie thing, 
this is for you. I think you guys are really going to dig it. It's it's kind of a classic takeoff on that without all the sugar. This one in particular is, is 150 calories, 17 grams, and only five grams of sugar. It makes it really easy, and it is very, very limited. It's just this week. I want you to check that out because I think you guys are really going to dig it. Built Bar is really the place that you have to go if you want to have a healthy, nutritious snack or something to help you with what your program is right now. And we have a special promo for you. Go to built.com and use the code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off of your next order. The promo code is LOCKED15. You get 15% at built.com. What ifs? That's that's my term of the day. Because we, we've talked ad nauseum about the, the battles along the offensive line, who could become the second wide receiver, the fourth wide receiver, whatever it's going to be. My my thoughts start drifting now as we approach camp. What's the alternative? Say, from your opinion, you got to see OTAs. You've seen these guys moving around. If we don't see any change from, say, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, if we don't see any surge to go take that other starting spot to be with Hill and Harden, what do they do? Do you think that they're looking for a veteran? Do you think that they're just going to double down and invest in the young talent that they have on the roster? How do they proceed if something doesn't stand out right away? Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting question because you know I I feel like that the Chiefs at the at the wide receiver position are really just kind of betting on everybody being who they are, and you know and, and hey they would love to see McCole Harbin take a take a jump. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean they would love to be able to see him turning into an eight hundred yard thousand yard type receiver. Um, but at the same time, I mean, they're kind of banking on the fact that Demarcus Robinson is going to continue to be who he is. And and maybe some other guys like Byron Pringle taking a jump. If they don't, you know, what are the options there? I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, most of the guys that I think looked promising in, in OTAs, um, you know, some are going to be names that you haven't heard much about. I mean, Antonio Callaway is certainly one of those guys that could take advantage and jump up and and provide some help. Um, you know, we've, we talked about Reese Fountain really, really impressed me, but this is a guy who's once again, a journeyman who's been around the league, you know, two, three years and hasn't found the spot yet. So is that you're just betting on the fact that it's finally clicking for one of these guys. Uh, you know, we're hearing about the reports about Nikhil Harry, maybe being a guy that's available, you know, for a sixth round conditional pick kind of thing. Maybe I'm, I'm making, I mean, because at six, four, two twenty five. And he's exactly the model and the frame that the Chiefs are missing. But mm-hmm. then again, once again, a guy who hasn't figured out how to make it click yet. So, uh, you know, the the one thing that the Chiefs have that's a glaring need, really at receiver, and I, I even use glaring in kind of quotation marks, because, hey, having a 6'4 guy that can be a big target, you know, with a wide catch radius, which was the benefit of Sammy Watkins, because he just had a really big catch radius. That's the one thing that this group needs, but are they deficient? I mean, is this the 15th best receiver group in the league because they don't have a six foot three guy who can go out and make, you know, catch some passes on the outside? No. I mean, they've got a lot of other weapons. I mean, and, and maybe that guy is Noah Gray. I mean, maybe the reality is that, you know, you get enough of that big target ability. Maybe you get, you know, from Noah Gray and Travis Kelsey, maybe you get a little bit more physicality out of Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle. If you do that, then maybe you're fine with what you have, but you're right. If that doesn't manifest for some reason, I mean, if, if, if someone regresses or doesn't take that jump, what's the solution? I think that once again, I mean, I think the chiefs are probably going to have to just bet on some of these young guys 
stepping forward. Yeah. And that would include Cornell Powell, right? You know, it would. Uh, another player that hopefully can survive contact in the NFL as well as he did in college, right? Because I agree with you that the physicality part of it from the wide receiver spot is something that I don't think we've seen really. I won't say they don't have it. We haven't seen it displayed like Sammy Watkins is able to do because he's comfortable playing with that physical part of his game. So that's taking what I think is, is Pringle and Robinson in particular and asking them to grow outside of what they've been doing. I just don't know if they can pull that off. Maybe Powell can. Yeah. And, you know, and it's odd to throw this name in there, but, you know, anybody who's listened to me coming on, on podcasts for a long time knows that I always said Albert Wilson was one of the most underrated guys because even at his size, he was physical. He was the kind of guy who could go out there and run a rub route to disrupt a defender and get somebody free. Sammy Watkins was that guy. I mean, there was plenty of times you saw Sammy Watkins just screen a defender and take him out so that Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey could make a play. Who is that receiver on this team right now? We haven't seen anybody do it on a consistent basis. And that's an underrated job on this team. I mean, because every once in a while, as much as everybody wants to get the ball, Sometimes your job is just make sure that somebody else gets the ball. And that goes a long, long way towards moving the offense and waiting for your next option to come around when maybe you are the guy that is the design of the play. That brings me to how you take year two for Clyde Edwards Alaire and how do you expand upon it? I see a lot of the fantasy experts, a lot of talking heads nationally are expecting him to regress for some reason. And I don't see it that way. I feel like, he could be a spark plug, not only in the run game, of course, because they have a, a new different line, but in the, in the pass game as well. I'm kind of waiting for that part that from what we saw in college. Do you think that he and the crew behind him are apt to get more targets in this year's version of the offense? It certainly it certainly seems like that, um, you know, from what we saw in, in OTAs and what I think we're going to see in training camp. I mean, I think we're seeing maybe a little bit more evolution of, of the Andy Reid passing game when it comes to the running backs. Cause I'll tell you what, I mean, this is almost her- heretical to say, but I think we might almost be seeing the demise of the screen game Ooh. from Andy Reid. If for no other reason, then I think that's something that defenses know is there because it has become much less effective. Oh, I think over the last couple of years. And now, has that been because of the play calling? Has it been because of the offensive line? Has it been because of the running back? I don't know. But I just get a, and this is just a gut feeling from, you know, a little bit of things that I've seen so far, what I've kind of heard so far. I think the Chiefs are going to throw the ball to running backs, but I just don't know if it's going to be as much in the screen game as it has been in the past. Because I think that that has gotten a little bit predictable that defenses are keying on. And that doesn't mean that Clyde Edwards Hilaire and and especially Jarek McKinnon. I mean, he could be a real weapon out of the backfield. And as a result, I mean, I, I, I think there's tons of potential there to get the football to those guys. And I think you're right. I mean, I, I don't see a, a regression from Clyde Edwards Hilaire at all. If he's healthy, I mean, I, I think that it's only going to build because I think the Chiefs want to make him a bigger part of the offense. Well, I say hallelujah because I'm waiting for those arrow routes. I'm waiting for the things that he did in college so well that didn't really materialize in 2020. So maybe they can make that happen. Matt, thanks for all of your time today. We appreciate you filling us in. Always great talking to you, Ryan. Take care. Folks, ChiefsDigest.com. Make sure you go check him out. Make sure you check us out as well. You can watch on YouTube if you'd like to see us from time to time. Make sure you sub over there. Thank you for your time today, and we'll talk to you next time.